Hello and welcome to Simply Spirit. Since this is the first episode, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how I realized some of my gifts or some of my abilities. Um, When I was seven years old, I lived in Versailles, Indiana, and the room that I was in, there would be a woman who would appear in my room. Like, I could feel her energy really strongly, and this used to frighten me as a child. And this would continue to happen almost on a nightly basis until I ended up switching rooms with my brother, my youngest brother. And my youngest brother never seemed to have any problems in this room whatsoever. And, um, you know, my mom has since passed. And one day my dad said that he heard somebody walking in that room and he went to look, but nobody was in there. And, you know, my older brother wasn't home or anything else. And it's like, yeah, I know that that happens a lot. So, but it also could have been my mom that was there in that room, um, you know, for whatever reason. But I know that I used to have that experience in that room, um, not just the walking though, but I would, I would physically see her. And um, she was an older woman. Um, I don't really know what she wanted because I didn't have anybody to really talk to growing up. And it wasn't like my parents or anyone else said that I was using my imagination too much or or I was making things up or anything like that. It, it wasn't like that at all. Um, no one ever said this to me, so I just assumed that everybody was the same. I never questioned anything that I ever did. And so, you know, as an adult, people would um, kind of joke with me and say like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a psychic. And I'm like, okay, just kind of joking along with them because – you know, I would tell them things and it would happen or I would have a dream about them and it would happen. And um, I remember one day when I was going to work, I had to be at work by six. It was really early in the morning and um, it was kind of foggy out. And I I lived in an area where there was, it was on a, like on back roads. And um, I, I was going up this hill and to my left were two police cars just sitting there, no lights on, no nothing. I mean, it's a good thing I wasn't running late because I probably would have run right into the cars without even, you know, it would have just happened so quickly, which most accidents do anyways. But, you know, I I saw that and I didn't understand why they were there or anything else. But when I got to work, I went to a person who worked there and told them they needed to contact their sister. And I had no idea that um, she even had relatives that lived over in that area. And uh, where the where the, the police cars were parked, it could have been for any house that was there because it was kind of like house after house after house. So later on, I learned that she did call her, her sister and it was her niece. Um, she, I guess she had broken up with her boyfriend, and she had a new boyfriend, and the old boyfriend was trying to break into the house. And needless to say, sadly, that the old boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, ended up taking his life um, on a gravel road 
not far from where this house is located. And so it was really, it's, I mean, it's really sad that that happened, but at the same time, you know, she, she got a heads up. I was able to give her a heads up to call and make sure everybody was okay. And so at another location where I worked, um, a friend of mine, I, I worked at a bank and she was, you know, hoping that someone, a certain person was going to call her. And I told her, I looked at her very calmly and said, you know, within the next 10 minutes, the phone's going to be ringing and it's going to be for you. And it's going to be this person. And, you know, she just kind of looked at me and we just kind of went on with our day. Well, 10 minutes later, the phone rang, it was for her. And it was the person that I said it was going to be. When she got off the phone, she just kind of looked at me and I just, you know, I didn't really know what to say to her because it's just very common for things like this to happen. So I met my husband and I never really um, said much of anything about, I mean, I, I would tell him the stories, you know, just like I'm telling you now of things that had happened. Um, you know, sometimes I would just know things without being told. Um, like if I felt it, like there was a time when I felt a child was sick and I found out my cousin had been taken to the hospital because he had had an allergic reaction to something that he ate. And so these were just very common things. Um, and so I would tell him about this stuff, but never gave it much thought after that. Um, never, never took it any farther. And so there was one night though, that I woke up and our room had an unusual smell. And I knew that my husband was dreaming about his friend um, who had passed away. And I had never met this friend, um, this person at all. He lived in New York and he died before I even met my husband. And so I thought, you know, it was kind of weird, but I went, I had to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom, came back and the smell was gone. So the next day I, you know, was kind of leery about telling him. And I know we were, you know, we were headed to see um, a friend perform. He's he's a singer and he was going to be um, in Little Nashville. You know, it's probably about an hour away from where we live. We actually live in, in Indiana still in Westport, Indiana. And um, Little Nashville, you know, really isn't that far away. It's kind of like where a lot of people go and, and um, you know, they have little shops and stuff there. And, but he, he was performing at one of these at a hotel there and we were going to be spending the night there so we could listen to, you know, the entire set and everything. And so we went and we'd done that. And we went back to the room and, and I knew I had to tell him, you know, but I was kind of nervous about it. Um, you know, it wasn't like I'd ever shared something like this before. And so, you know, I told him, I said, I have to tell you something. It's pretty important. And I told him what happened. And um, his mouth was just, you know, it's like, it's almost like one of those episodes where you see somebody's mouth just drop open and you just want to kind of close the, close the mouth a little bit. And so that's kind of what happened to me. And I was really nervous. He was really cool about it, though, um, because he'd had his own paranormal experiences and things that he couldn't explain or anything else to. Um, so, so it was really cool. And so that kind of began my little journey with that. Um, and then in 2009, um, we were doing a podcast 
kind of interesting that I'm doing a podcast now, but Steve and I were doing, Steve is my husband, by the way, Steve and I were doing a podcast called Your Life Matters with Jen and Steve. And on one of the episodes, I wanted to interview somebody from a paranormal group because we had been watching Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International and, you know, just for the places. I mean, it was so fascinating to see all the different places and locations. I mean, think about it. We live in America and you go to England and these other places and they have the most amazing, beautiful castles and buildings and everything else. Not saying that we don't have those kinds of things here, but it's just different. And so we used to watch Ghost Hunters International to see all the different locations and never thought that we would become friends with any of them or to meet anybody from ghost hunters or anything else, which we have done that. And, you know, we, um, some of our friends are really, are really awesome and they are from some of these shows. So, you know, again, never thought about it, but back to the podcast, you know, we were doing that and we were talking to, um, a paranormal group out of Indy. And, you know, they said, you know, if we ever get an opportunity to have you guys tag along with us, you're more than welcome to go, you know, that kind of thing. And so we went, we, we did get that opportunity, um, that would come in November of, of, of 09. And, um, my daughter was, was at the hospital. She was giving birth to our grandson, our first grandson. And Steve got a phone call and, um, they asked if we could go that weekend, you know, to, um, to this old hospital to investigate. And we're like, yeah, sure. And so we came home and got a recorder and, you know, some other things that we need for the trip. And we went and, um, we went to an old hospital and it was amazing. Um, there was quite a few things that happened there, which I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because it will take a long time to sort through all of that. Um, I do talk about it in detail in my latest book, Exploring the Unknown with Jen, who accounts from a paranormal investigator, which can be purchased on Amazon if you're interested. Um, and you can hear the actual whole story of how that how the events took place in that. Um, what I will say, though, is it was that location that kind of opened Pandora's box, I guess you could say, but it really opened me up to a lot of different things to take place. And, um, within a short period, six months period, a lot of things happened. And at six months in 2010, May of 2010, um, with my, with the passing of my cousin, I really had to face the fact of who I was and what I was able to do. And, so the mediumship would actually come a little bit later. Um, I would, I mean, I was doing it, but I just didn't have a name for it. And I guess really that's what it is with a lot of things that I do. I don't really have a name for it. It's just something that I do. It's something that's very natural for me to do. And so I don't even second guess it. I don't, you know, think about it having a name or anything else. It's just something that I do. Um, so, you know, I was forced to accept the fact of what I, of, of what I was able to do. And, um, I also learned from that same investigation six months later that I have natural healing abilities and which prompted me to look into Reiki, which I am a Reiki master. And I like to learn from other people as well. And right now I'm currently studying with the mountain gypsies 
And um, it's amazing. And I absolutely love it. But, you know, that came out of that, too. And so then, you know, after dealing with that and accepting the things that came along with that, there was other things that I learned, too. Later on, um, I'm not really sure how much later on or what month it was. Um, I was speaking to someone on Facebook about doing an investigation at their location. They had told me that they had moved and that they had had, you know, paranormal experiences at their house that they used to live in. They still owned the house. They haven't sold it or anything. Um, and so we were going to be talking about possibly doing an investigation there. And I had never met this person before, even though I knew she said she, you know, used to live in the area and I was friends with her on Facebook. Um, you know, when you live in an area, you have a lot of people that kind of know who you are, even if you don't really know them and they'll send you friend requests and stuff. So, and that's kind of what happened here. Um, I knew that she had, had worked at the school, which she had told me that. And, um, as I was sitting there, I started to get a lot of information about her husband who had passed and I didn't realize what I was doing. I just typed all of the stuff out and, and then all of a sudden I was crying and that was kind of weird because there was no reason for me to be crying. And as I, the more I talked to her, she said that she was crying and I, cause I had said to her, I said, I don't know um, if you're crying or not, but I said, I'm crying. And she said, oh my gosh, she says, I am crying. She said, it's the first time since my husband passed away that I actually cried. And so I was able to bring through messages for her from him. And it was at that point in time that I realized that I wasn't just a psychic, but I was also a medium. And so that began my quest to learn everything and anything that I could about what it is that I was doing. Now, it's interesting because a lot of people seem to think that these abilities or these gifts are only for certain few. Now, granted, there are only certain people who are mediums. Everybody has the ability to develop their psychic abilities, and we all have the ability to connect with our loved ones in spirit. And by that, I mean we're able to um, receive messages from them or see signs and symbols from them such as you may see coins in places that you knew there shouldn't be coins. And that's really just our loved one's way of letting you know that, hey, we're there around. Or you may see a set of numbers and that may connect to a certain person. Or you hear a certain song on the radio. There are a number of different ways that our loved ones let us know that they're around us at different times. You know, we... Um, always think of that. We can't ever communicate with them when they pass, but in actuality, we can. We just have to learn how to do it in a different way. And so that's kind of what, um, you know, what that's really all about. But as far as, as being a psychic, everybody has all of the abilities to be a psychic. You know, we can all see things, hear things, know things, you know, it's really just up to you to develop those. And by by the clairs um, or by the gifts, I guess, I'm talking about being a clairvoyant or clairaudient, um, you know, those kind of things. And I will talk about those in another 
upcoming episode. But I just wanted to kind of share my story with you as to how I came about to know that I was a psychic medium. And I know there are other people out there who have gone through a lot of different things and not even realize what it is that they're doing. You know, I've had some people come to me and say, oh my gosh, I used to see things, you know, all the time. I would see these these spirits or these little children at the edge of my bed and nobody else could see them. Or I always had a lot of anxiety about different things, about being around, um, you know, being in large crowds, which that's totally me in a nutshell. If we're in Walmart or other places, and I there's a lot of people there. Um, the energy is really strong, and so that becomes a little too much for me, and so I need to leave. And so I have a lot of people who come to me and say these different types of things to me, and that's really just your gifts, and um, we just need to learn how to use them. And um, yeah. So like I said, everybody is a psychic. Not everybody is a medium, but you can develop everything and anything and able to, in order to connect with your loved ones, you may not be able to deliver messages to other people, um, but you can definitely learn the signs and symbols so that you can connect to your own loved ones in spirit. So that's really all I'm going to talk about this today. I mean, that is like the very first beginning steps of how I realized I was a psychic medium. And there is a lot more to this story, which I will be sharing in another episode. Um, I'll take you through some steps and um, on how you can develop your own too. So if you have any questions or any feedback or any comments, please let me know. Please place them below or send me a message on Facebook. You can find me on my like page, Jen Hodgson, Psychic Medium. Um, I also have a, there's also a, a like page on Facebook for professional paranormal investigations. Or if you're interested in um, purchasing any one of my books, I actually have two books. You can purchase them on Amazon. Um, just look for Jennifer Hodgson. And the most recent one if you put in Exploring the Unknown and my name, Jennifer Hodgson, you will find that book. So um, I hope everyone has a great day and I'll see you or I won't see you, but I'll be talking to you in the next podcast. So have a great day. Bye.